Transformation Beyond Skin Deep with Jeanette Matlock Dent. Hello, my name is LJ Haywood, host of Build a Bootcamp. This is a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs that are frustrated with their W 2 jobs. You can join me and learn how to build and scale your own business. Now, during each episode, I introduce a topic that relates to business or entrepreneurship, and whether or not it's myself or more than often <laughs> a very special guest. The information today we have Jeanette, uh, the information will be valuable in building and scaling your own business. We'll get started right after this. So transformation beyond skin deep. How you doing, Jeanette? Welcome to the show. Hey, LJ. Thank you so much. Thank you for welcoming to the show. Thank you for this amazing opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, it's actually it's more of a, I, I want to thank you because I think this this show, especially since everything that's been going on recently, has been very therapeutic for me to connect with new people. So it's been it's been uh, really, really fun to kind of connect with different types of uh, entrepreneurs and things like that. So, uh, you know, the, the, it's mutual as well, I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and thank you for your service, because I know we both are for your service. Let me say that first and foremost. Yeah, thank you for your service. You're, you're a Navy veteran. You know, Ella, my, my my lady Ella is actually in the Navy. She's deployed right now. Uh, yeah. She's a she's a CS, which is a I don't know if they culinary specialist. She you know she cooks in yeah. the Navy, uh, mm -hmm. runs the, runs the galley, and I think she actually just emailed me uh, not too long ago and told me that she got I guess I guess it's a sense of, uh, it's kind of a promotion where she's working in the officers' mess now. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. good. Good <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's. Uh, so, uh, daughter, mother, the Navy veteran. Uh, I mean, uh, mom, panure. Uh, I mean, you, you got a lot. You got a lot of different titles. It's, it's funny how you kind of have to wear these different hats, right? Even even without the business stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. And but you know what? That is the role of most females. Uh, we wear multiple hats and we don't sleep. <laughs> so it just, you know, adding a couple of more titles was, hey, it's okay. It's par for the course. Right. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I want to, I want to kind of get into uh, your business because, uh, well, if you want to uh, share with the, the audience the name of your business and, and, and what it is, and then I'll, and then we'll kind of come back to that in a second. Sure. Um, uh, again, thank you for this opportunity. The name of the business is Just For Us Natural Hair, and uh, we have expanded to skincare. <clears throat> Please excuse me. I don't know what's wrong with my throat this morning. <clears throat> it's still pretty early, right? It, it is pretty early, but you oh, I, didn't, I haven't had my coffee. That's it. But anyway, it's Just For Us Natural Hair, and we're expanding to skincare. Okay. And Just For Us was born out of my need for a chemical-free uh, hair and skincare product. Mm. I am a, as we uh, just discussed, a Navy veteran, but I'm a disabled Navy veteran. And I don't say disabled because I want pity. I, I say disabled because I'm proud. Uh, <clears throat> proud in the sense that because of that disability, just for us was born. I was in a need. Uh, I suffered debilitating migraines with bilateral paralysis. And wow. um, yeah. But um, I wanted something that was chemical free that would not exacerbate my migraines. Mm. I did a big chop. I cut my hair off. I'm going natural, you know, get rid of the creamy crack. Mm -hmm. but I get to the store shelf and everything, everything, they have the same chemicals 
that I just tried to cut out. Um, so I go to my, this trusted beautician or whatever, and she says, this is what you need to use. You need to use a keratin treatment, which is harsh. Everything is harsh. So again, without um, any um, relief in sight, mm -hmm. I prayed about it. And, um, and with research and prayer, I developed the formula, which is now just for us. But right. I made just for us. Uh, it's a complete line, two shampoos, replenishing oil, leave-in conditioner, hydrating mist. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But I was only making it for my friends and family from 2017 to 2019. Then my daughter looks up at me and says, Mom, if it's working for you, it'll work for others. Right. May 2019, just for us, was legally born here in Texas. All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm really excited about that, too. So what, what part of Texas are you in right now? I'm in Mansfield. Mansfield. OK. And where is that? Is that is that like in, in relation to like Dallas, Austin? Like where, where is it that is. Uh, I am 45 minutes, I do believe, southwest of Dallas. Dallas. OK, cool. Cool. Because I've, I've been to different major cities in, in, in Texas. Um, I've been to Corpus, Dallas. Obviously, the Air Force has the base out there. So uh, uh, there's. There's a uh, there's Lackland, uh, no, Lackland, what is it? Uh, Shep Shepherd and um, San Antonio, the one in San Antonio, right? San Antonio, yes, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So San Antonio. And then when I, it was funny because when I graduated basic training, I ended up going all the way to Oklahoma City. Like it was oh, wow. just like, and and when I graduated basic, a lot of guys were getting their, um, no, uh, when I graduated tech school, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of guys were getting their tickets to their different bases, and I ended up getting a Greyhound ticket. <laughs> Because I was only going up the street, pretty much. They were laughing about it. It was like, yo, you're going from Shepherd Air, uh, Shepherd Air Force Base to uh, Tinker Air Force Base, which is literally like, I don't know, maybe a, a three or four hour, you know, mm -hmm. Greyhound ticket up there. So they just gave me a ticket. And I remember I was in my blues. Nobody, because you know how you travel? Mm -hmm. they, nobody had, because I was in basic, all I had was the clothes that I had. Exactly. Military, right. Mm -hmm. um, and pretty much what was ever, whatever was on my back. So I didn't want to wear what I wore to basic training, mm -hmm. which was like some, uh, some skinny jeans, <laughs> I mean, come on, dog. <laughs> tighten up. So I got out of that phase, uh, quickly, but anyways, I had those. And so I was like, I'll just wear my blues down there. Right. And so now I'm, I'm sitting at this mm -hmm. Greyhound station. It's like four or five in the morning. Cause the, 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 it leaves like first, first one I'm leaving. I'm just sitting there in, in these blues. And it was like, this is my first time actually being outside of like, you know what I'm saying? In my, in my military stuff. So it was kind of interesting to see, how uh, a lot of people were nice, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm looking back, I'm like, it, was, it was kind of a nice situation, but I was, I definitely look green. I, I definitely look, I, I must've looked so green. <laughs> <laughs> we look really fresh. I remember uh, my first travel from, uh, from basic home. I was in my dress. So that, because that's all I had and right. we're fresh and you know, our uniform is fresh. It's crisp and we're young. They can, they know. People know. Yeah, yeah, they know. Let's talk about your background. So, like, where where'd you grow up at before you got? Into, you know, I mean, uh, I want to talk a little, a little bit about before you got into the military and stuff like that. So, like, where'd you grow up? I grew up in East St. Louis, Illinois. Mm -hmm. It is um, kind of like a baby Chicago. That's what I call it. We're five hours south of Chicago, so uh, I just call it baby Chicago. Um, <laughs> okay. At one point in time, it was really thriving. It was, a, you know, a, a very, very and industrial lies city. I mean, all kinds of manufacturers there. Okay. And then, <clears throat> now there's really nothing. Wow. 
yeah, a lot of these uh, a lot of these big manufacturing uh, cities uh, like that were doing a lot of that stuff has kind of been sent overseas. It seems like, right? I mean, a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what did what, your parents do? Did they work in that industry, or did they move from that? No, actually, I was adopted. I was adopted by an older couple, and so my mom was actually a nanny because in their mind, they they really didn't have formal education or anything like that. So my mom was actually still a nanny okay. for for actually some of the children's parents that my children actually uh, grew up and went to high school with. She was actually their nanny, which was crazy. That's full circle. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So then my dad, by the time I was five, he was retired. That's how old my parents were. (laughs) So uh, he was, by the time I was five, he was retired. And then he took, um, he retired from the at old school railroad, BNO Railroad, and then he worked for Parks College in our uh, local community mm-hmm. uh, for a while, and uh, then he got the uh, the regular senior citizen uh, position, which is uh, the crossing guard for the local schools in the uh, in the city. <laughs> wow, um, that's very interesting. <laughs> that's you know, I'm crossing guard. I wanted to say before I forget. So when I was when I was growing up, I, I might have mentioned this to you before, um, but I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. Maybe a couple times. Uh, so when I was a kid, um, my, my 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 mom and dad had a lot of you know it was very uh, tumultuous. You know, what I'm saying like there's a lot of things going on there, right? And uh, ended up going to live with my grandmother when I was like one. That was mm-hmm. the first time I went with her. Uh, they kind of got things together, got back on their feet, got things back together, and I went to go live back with them. They had my two little sisters. And then around the age of five or six, things kind of spiraled back out of control a little bit. And I ended up going into foster care for um, uh, a couple months, I think. At least, at least, I think my grandmother, the way she puts it is like, I was just there long enough for her to figure out how to get me out of that situation. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because once once, you, once your kids get taken, it's like, now you got to go to the courts and figure out what the situation is, get the kids back. But it's funny, I, I have a story I want to share with you while I was in foster care. So the way the facility was set up, my sisters and I were all 18 months apart and the mm-hmm. facility was for younger kids. So I was on the tail end of like the oldest kids there. Mm-hmm. So they had, they had uh they had a bay and they had three sections. They had the infants, like the real, real, like, 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 like just, you know, infants. And mm-hmm. then they had, um, so that was where Rosa was at because she was still very, you know, she was still very young, like, you know, infants to like three years old. Then they had mm-hmm. Pat, which was like about three to five. Or whatever, mm-hmm. and then about like six and seven and up, like from there. And uh, I remember my birthday was in that place. That's the only reason I remember all this stuff because it was my birthday. And I remember I got these, you know, the shoes the kids wear, the little shiny shoes that, like, when they walk, yes. they light up. Yes. I had, <laughs> I had these shoes that were given to me. I still remember this shit. Uh, they were um, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic oh, the Hedgehog wow. shoes. Yeah, and uh, I had that, and then they gave me a, a Power Ranger. It was a red Power Ranger. That I kept for many years. I think my granny still has it, but it was this red Power Ranger that that they gave me for my birthday. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember this, one of the one of the gentlemen there that was like, he, he probably was like like in his like you know, early twenties, right? He was just kind of mm-hmm. like an evening, you know, caretaker. Mm-hmm. He he taught me he taught me how to make a paper airplane on my birthday. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I remember I threw the plane, and it and it went up and it got stuck in the rafters. And I remember he was like, wow, that was crazy, right? He's like, all right, don't tell nobody. So like, go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I went through that whole process too. Um, 
that whole that whole that whole system uh, is interesting because I I feel like I was a uh, uh, very very blessed and lucky because I was mm-hmm. only in there uh, shortly and then my granny pretty much um, took us in. She came she became our legal guardian. She never I don't think she ever became our uh, she took like, what is it uh, I forget the certain terminology because if you become like um, if you adopt somebody versus their legal guardian then the parents can't come back and take the kids or something like that. Something complicated. I don't know. That. Well, yeah, but uh, even with that, um, sometimes the parents won't sign and uh, it's just easier to, for your, your, uh, your caretaker to remain your guardian because it's so, oh. expensive. it's so expensive. Um, and, and, you know, okay. I don't know what state you're in, but sometimes it's just easier for the, um, for them to remain your guardian. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's just sorry, cheaper. I was sorry. I was just checking to make sure that everything was live on Facebook right? oh, while yeah. you were talking. <laughs> you are fine. You are I was fine. making sure everything was set up, so it looks like we're good on Facebook. So for those of you guys uh, checking out the show, definitely uh, continue to watch. Thank you for watching. But yeah, I think that uh, California at the time that during that time, uh, a lot of that stuff was very uh, fresh. Like I, I, now, it's just kind of blurry. Like I don't really remember too much about it uh, going through that whole good. process. That's but. good. <laughs> yeah, I Seriously, think so. that's good. That's yeah. really good because you know, uh, as an adopted person, me myself, uh, I knew that I had to give back. And so, um, about let me see, my youngest son was twenty-one, and I received a phone call from a friend who, uh, you know, needed some help or whatever. So, uh, I've been guardian of her children for the past fourteen years. Mm. And and but I knew I had to give back. And so I just uh, appreciate her um, knowing that I would take them in and love them as my own mm-hmm. uh, without a doubt. Yeah, so absolutely. I've had them since they were three and six. Again, my my baby was 21. So it was me starting all over again. I had no idea what I was doing and I never had a girl. So it, it was even more challenging because. Uh, I never felt uh, that because of some of the things that happened to me uh, within uh, the home and in the families, uh, excuse me, from which I was raised, I never felt I was good enough to be a mom to a a girl, a daughter. But uh, I will say my daughter graduated high school uh, this past February at 16. Mm -hmm. She's in her second semester of college and I am very very proud to um, be the mom or to have been chosen to be the mom of a, a baby girl yeah I think For all of my children yeah I think I think it's interesting too because uh because I was in that system as well I'm I've, 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 I've uh not just thought about it, taking it quite seriously about about adoption I think that when mm-hmm. when things kind of settled down and, and uh when I was traveling with the military obviously there was a, a friend of mine actually when I was at Kirtland when I was active duty, they had a a, a situation where their home was kind of like like an overnight stay. So like if okay, so you know what I'm talking about. So what they would do is uh, it was it was her and her wife. She that they would uh they had a space in their home where the kids could mm-hmm. stay for up to I think two weeks while yeah. if and this was for like emergency situations where or, or, or whatever the case may be, we need to put the kids somewhere that's not. You know, what I'm saying that's that's nice, you know, and so they would take care of them. Um, and so I, I I didn't know about these things. You know, we start looking into start certain things. You start realizing, wow, like there's a lot of really good people. And what was crazy was um, there were two sisters, you know, and it was just very like 
like nonchalant about it. Like nobody mm-hmm. really knew that they was doing this and they were mm-hmm. both active duty uh, Air Force. Yeah. And it's know. it's amazing. And, you know, I, I actually thought that, but I know my heart. You uh, have to have a you have to be able to detach. And yeah. I, I don't know how to detach. So uh, anything that I, I would have uh, kind of like what I did do, it has to be long term for me because I don't know how to separate. Uh, yeah. That would just break my heart, you know, to see the babies go back into the system, back into the same situation. And uh, then, you know, it's a vicious cycle because you get them there, you get them uh, because it is so it's so much turmoil. Uh, mm. mentally and emotionally, psychologically, because you hear you're stable, then you go back to an unstable environment and then you go back and forth and you go back and forth. And uh, you know what? We- I don't know if he broke up there. Uh, <laughs> hey, Janet, I think you might have broke up on my end. Um, let's see here. Hang in there with us, guys. I think we might have lost Janet. Let me see if we can get it back on the show. Let me give her a call real quick. Yeah, we might have lost Janet. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. I'm gonna I'm trying to see if we can get it back on. Let me see here. Have her log back in. All right, I'm gonna give Janet a, t- a, a moment to uh, kind of uh, log back in. Hopefully, she's uh, she's uh, able to do so. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, you know our background with dealing with the system, and I think that a lot of a lot of people aren't really familiar with that whole process. So um, I know a few people now that are thinking about adoption, and if you are considering it, uh, you know, take it seriously, uh, definitely, because you don't know. Um, you don't want to get involved with somebody like she was just saying, get involved with the kids and then not um, uh, be certain that this is something you want to do. Um, I'm going to give Janet a few more moments. If we don't hear back from her, we can wrap it up and then we can reset this maybe for another time. But um, let me see here. All right. I'm going to text her and see if she can get back in. A lot of dead air. All right, guys. So I'm I'm not able to connect with Janet. I'm going to go ahead and say that I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Um, we're going to have to end it here. Um, and let me pull up some information. So listen, if you got value out of the, out of the episode, and you want to support Janet. Uh, oh, wait a minute. There she is. All right. Yeah. I, I think I got you. Yeah. I came in from my, uh, my iPhone. I said, you know what? Let me just shut this, uh, laptop. All right. Here. Cool. No worries. <laughs> Looks fine to me. Yeah. I, I was just sitting here. I was like, well, hopefully she can get back in. And actually the, um, the video is actually better on the uh, on the uh, on the phone. It's really awesome. odd too. Yeah, it looks great. So, like we were just saying, um, I just like all right. Well, I'll give you guys some dead air while we wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. What what I'm trying what I'm 
my goal is and my mission is to actually um, provide the foster care system with the products to mm-hmm. teach the, um, because of right now in our society, in our day and age, there are a lot of uh, non-ethnic um, families right. um, fostering our babies, fostering our ethnic babies, and they don't know what to do with their hair. So if mm-hmm. anyone is out there and they are listening and they can get me connected with how to uh, uh, consult with those families on what to do with the ethnic hair and how to use the products, I am uh, open for those appointments, open for those referrals as well, because our babies already have low self-esteem. So we want to take care of their hair and their skin. And the non-ethnic families don't really know how to do that. Do that. Sorry. No, I hear you. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was very, it's very interesting. When I was a kid, um, you talk about these harsh chemicals, right? One of the things that happened to me was um, a relative of mine took me and got my hair permed. And I have very long, long, long hair. I never had, I never cut it. And they burned my scalp. Yes. And I think that's part of the reason why I started, like my hair started thinning very early on, like very early on. Absolutely. Um, and they burned all my scalp. They left it in for so long that it was like I was telling them, like this hurts. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it really, really hurt my 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 skin. And uh yeah, I I don't know if that's common if people can actually burn your scalp to that point, but it it definitely was uh something that, that I'm is, still dealing with. That is common, and that's one of the things that I'm trying to combat now. Like for our our sisters who want to wear the weave because of um the uh, corporate culture. I don't have a problem with that. The only thing that I am really trying to uh, 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 grace them with is is just an option of keeping their natural hair healthy underneath. Right. Uh, keep it hydrated. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of uh, sisters don't like to use oil mm-hmm. uh, or anything like. So I infuse the shampoo with oil. So you are hydrating no matter what you're using, which product which product you use with just for us. And uh, my my mission is to heal. If I can just touch one person each and every day and mm-hmm. heal them, because right now they're suffering from uh, alopecia. It's really called alopecia. It could be hereditary, but a lot of this traction alopecia from the wigs, from the weave, from the braids, from, uh, you know, the tension and all of that. So because uh, once their hair is up, no mm-hmm. one conditions, no one oils, no one hydrates. So when they're sewing, it's like a saw or a razor or just taking some scissors. That thread going through is cutting each and every strand. And once you put the cap on, if you don't remove it and allow your uh, scalp to breathe, your pores get clogged. And that's what causes the hair loss because it's not breathing. There's nothing there along with the tension. And all of that. So uh, it used to give me a lot of headaches too, because like when I was a kid, I used to have my my hair in braids, Mm -hmm. and my aunt was really good at braiding, but she would pull it so far back, and I would just have so much tension, and it would give me migraines. And I remember um, one time she did it, and the next day I just took them out that night, and she was so mad. I'm like, I can't sleep. Like I was, I literally was like, I was taking good care of it, but it was just, it was just painful. Like I was like, yeah, it just hurts. It's very interesting, too, because like I want to talk about something that recently in a, a current event that's happened in the military. I don't know if it's military wide or if it's just Air Force wide, but they mm-hmm. changed the regulations on females with their hair. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I want to get your perspective on this, but I also think that it's interesting too, because having your hair tied up like that all the time can be detrimental is what, I guess, what the, uh, what the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the conversation is. Could you speak to that? I mean, are you familiar with what's going on with that? Absolutely. That's basically, uh, basically what I just said, because once it's up, and it's not being properly cared for, it breaks out, it comes out, it does cause migraines, it does cause hair loss, it causes all of that. And mm-hmm. um, that's, and, uh, there's another um, young lady, I cannot think of her name right now, but she has made a cap, cap I do believe with the silk line, lining or mm-hmm. something like that, to yeah. help protect, um, to help protect uh, hair, uh, our, our ethnic hair, or just hair period. Uh, because those caps rub and, you know, we have them, like you say, you have them on for so long and then it breaks your hair out and everything. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad that she's come up with that. And um, yeah, so that is exactly. Yeah. Who pushed that through? Who pushed that through? Was I, it? I cannot think of her name, but mm-hmm. I will get it to you after the show. Yeah. As far as with the military. Yeah. And so you could, she's actually a retired army lieutenant or something like that but uh, i will i will get her in her information to you and make that would be awesome for you to have her on the show yeah or maybe you can connect with her i think because Absolutely. i was i was gonna say so you mentioned a couple of things about uh connecting with certain people so like you know on, like on a clubhouse if um uh there's a there's a, there's, a, there's a concept called the dream 100 and the way that works is when you're connecting with people in your that already have they're in your target market but they're in a different they're in a different uh, sector of the market. Mm-hmm. You can connect with them. So there might be people that are out there. And th- this is like kind of like uh, um, I'm trying to break it down. So basically, like, say I was in your industry and helping uh, ethnic women with their hair. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to help adopt it. Like, uh, then you would go and talk to uh, like a podcast that talks to people that have adopted kids. Because honestly, the thing is, they probably that, that's something that most people and this is, you know, it's just a lack of knowledge. They only exactly. are totally unaware. Exactly. And so yeah. I, I would like to find those people. I would like for, for those people to find me because I want to help. I want, uh, although there's a small fee, it's not that much. Well, it's of course, yeah. It's a, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. I understand. Yeah. yeah. It's a, there's a consultation fee. There's, a, you know, a, a small course on, you know, application and things like that. But it's mm-hmm. not... I can, I can teach them in an hour, one hour. Well, what I was thinking, what I was thinking is, uh, and I started doing this recently too, is doing like mini boot camps. So you could have, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I charge for that with the podcasting stuff. Um, I'm doing these mini workshops, you know, mini workshops. Okay. And so what I do is I'll pick a, a certain topic because I, 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 I could teach you how to start a you know, podcast from A to B, but I'm, what I'm realizing is that's a lot of, like a lot of work for some people. Right. So why don't I just teach you how to conduct the perfect interview because I've been studying, I've been really studying those kind of things. So I'm I'm, like the one I'm have coming up. um, If you guys are interested, just give me the word mini, but I'm doing a mini workshop on how to conduct the perfect uh, podcast interview, because I think that that's going to be really beneficial for people because um, when I was on clubhouse, I was realizing a lot of people were talking about like microphones and techniques and stuff like that. But for me, I think it's more important to, to hone your skills you know, Absolutely. being up, being able to interview. I, I didn't know this was a skill set, but my buddy last night um, was watching some of my podcasts and he was speaking to me and he was like, dude, the way that you can connect with somebody where like, it's like you, like you've known them forever, but you exactly. just met them. 
that's a skill set. That's a skill set. Exactly. You could develop that. And exactly. so I think having a mini workshop where you where you teach how to do black hair, you know what I'm saying? Like basically like how to do our hair. Like I I, and, and I'm I'm all for that. I, I just need someone to hear me. I need yeah. someone to, I hear this. I need someone to see this. I mm -hmm. need someone to connect with me. I need someone to call me. And I'm supposed to be on another yeah, I'm supposed to be on another uh, Zoom right now, but this is okay. No, no, no. This is important. <laughs> this is important because this is my heart. I, I want to save our babies. I want to because, like right now, even in uh, within our communities, those parents, some of the parents of our ethnic babies, uh, are using gel on their hair. Okay, mm. I make a flaxseed gel. It's infused with essential oils. Uh, it's a different concept, but if you use my leave-in conditioner and the hydrating mist, it actually acts as a gel because once the, the leave-in conditioner dries, it's, it leaves it smooth and it leaves the look that they're looking for. But right now they are using different gels, uh, different brands of gel on their, on these babies here, even and that stuff six months. It's clogging the pores. By the time they're seven, they might be bald because they leave their hair up. They keep smoothing and gelling and smoothing and gelling and things like that. Yeah. And they're not cleansing properly because when you cleanse with the shampoo that's on the shelf, that contains wax. The mm. wax is coating the hair, so it's not really cleansing the hair, whereas what I make just for us, it actually cleanses the hair, it cleanses the pores, it cleanses the scalp, it cleanses the skin mm. uh, to open up for, you know, a lot of people like I'm locking and, you know, I lock with the products because I say in um, my introduction, you can lock with it, you can twist with it. You can braid with it. I've done all of that. So now I'm locking with it. And I do make a gel. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did not want them to use the Gorilla Snot uh, or anything like that. Uh, I don't know if you know about the video about the Gorilla Glue or something like that that the girl used for her hair or whatever. And she had actually had to have that surgically removed. It was a, a, a nightmare. So I am really trying to bless my sisters and my brothers uh black and brown and just for us is, is for everyone i'm not going to say it's not for everyone because it is because i have non-ethnic uh customers as well uh who love the products but i want to focus on the health and the healing of my sisters and my brothers and their children especially the ones who are losing their hair to um, the different styles that they are, are are wearing right now. Keep wearing those if you want, but just do it in a healthy manner. Yeah, I want to go back to something you mentioned uh, about health. There's a couple things that kind of transition with the military because we got to be honest, the way the military was established and some of these ways, things that as far as like, it's like how culture was driven initially was built off of you know white culture so when like we get into the military and we have like i remember a couple years back when the shaving waivers first started mm -hmm. they made it so difficult for me like i had to go every six months to get it re-upped and then that and then 
the commander there, which he wasn't black, he was like, we want you to go, in order to get your waiver, you had to go through a shaving course, and then we would give you a waiver if we deemed fit, because they were really pushing not to have it, because right. they were trying to put all these, he was putting all these barriers in place not mm -hmm. to have it. Listen, I could shave perfectly. I'm going to get all these bumps. There's nothing I could do about that because my hair is going to curl back in. And it's like, it's unfortunate that people have to like, like us have to walk around with their shit all jacked up. Mm -hmm. And then that, well, not, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's moving away from that. The waivers are like right now, the new, the new, um, the new rule that they did is when you get the waiver, mm -hmm. it's indefinite for five years because a lot of us were like, why do I have to keep re up in this waiver? If we know right. that my, my hair isn't going to change. Like, <laughs> Right. And so that was ridiculous. And so now I think it's a five year re up because before it was every like year or every six months, it was just um, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Something ridiculous. It's just you know, that doesn't make any that's, sense. That's another thing about just for us. Um, it really helps with the razor bumps. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a lot of men that use it because it's chemical free and it's perfume free. Men don't like perfume. I don't like perfume because what I found mm -hmm. in my research is that those that perfume, those scents that we love so much, actually flares your asthma. And yeah, I can't remember an asthma attack since I stopped using all of those perfumey uh, products and things like that. But I will say this before we end, um, <laughs> that please be careful, my sisters and brothers of all races, because those chemicals are causing their once applied, they are absorbed directly into your bloodstream. They have been uh, proven to cause reproductive issues in, in women, uh, fibroids, um, heavy menstruals, other um, uh, reproductive issues, low mm -hmm. sperm count in men, uh, mental, mental issues, psychological, emotional, all kinds of things. And I always say, don't don't take it from me. Just do your research and you'll actually see. I actually have a book on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I have so much to say. And it's just so little time. But um, just do your research and just know that if you don't use Just For Us, just find another holistic product to use. But start off with Just For Us, if you will. And just have an open mind, as I tell my share of my children all the time, have an open palate to try different foods, have an open mind to try a different concept of care for your uh, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I love that. I love that. So, yeah, as I'm kind of winding down first, uh, Janet, I want to thank you for being on the show. And uh, with all the technical difficulties, we still going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, that's what's up. And um, I, I want to mention, too, that one of the things that that I, I want to partner up with is kind of putting some things in place so people can get involved, make that process a lot smoother and easier. Cause like, as far as the, um, like with clubhouse, for example, uh, you got a book, you, there's a lot of information that people don't know. And I'm, I've been really, um, laser being focused on being able to kind of give people a taste of what, you know, just mm -hmm. so that, cause if you don't, if, you know what I'm saying? Like you could word vomit on people. We know I mean, I'm, uh, so like giving people a taste and then and then getting them into your ecosphere um, and, and then and educating people because um, there's a lot of bad information out there. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? A lot Absolutely. of bad information with, with great bad information that's well marketed. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and that's the issue. 
And again, what I said uh, earlier is if I, I want to touch, if I could just touch one person each and every day, that's 365 people per year, just one person, touch them in a positive way, help them grow their hair back, uh, help them heal their skin, uh, especially the cancer patients who are already, you know, the chemo is already burning them, but provide a a, a non-toxic way of, uh, of healing their skin from those burns. Uh, I have cancer patients as my um, as my customers. I have uh, eczema sufferers as my uh, customers, psoriasis and all of that. And they love the fact that there is no burn uh, from those chemicals um, that they currently use from their dermatologists. So I just want to touch one person each and every day because I want to help them heal from the outside in, building their self-esteem and um, making them feel that they are a part, helping them grow their hair back, helping them clear their skin again, one person at a time each and every day. Awesome. Awesome. So as we kind of wrap up, um, where's the one place you would like people to go to keep it, keep in touch with you? Is, would it be LinkedIn? Would it be uh, Instagram, Facebook? Where's the best place people can get your website? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, I just started a TikTok, uh, mm -hmm. but Instagram, uh, just for us, just for us, underscore, natural, underscore, underscore, uh, hair, underscore, care. And uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, just for us, naturals. Uh, and I am, check out my website www.justforusnaturals.us mm -hmm. uh, you can even call me i actually answer my phone <laughs> <laughs> you can That's put all it. of that and you can put all of that in the chat the information or whatever wherever you can post it wherever you need to i just want to be able to reach my sisters and my brothers uh to help them heal again from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet well thank you so much for being on the show um i want to thank the audience for listening um yeah, listen, I, I love to give my, my guests the last word. Is there any last things you'd like to share with the audience as it relates to transformation? Uh, Jeanette? Just give us a call. Give us a try. Let Just For Us help you heal from the outside in as we help you build your self-esteem one day at a time.